What's up, what's up everybody? This is Terrell Turner and Lola Turner from the TL Turner Group and we are here for another awesome episode. Yes, and but before we do that, I just have to express myself right now. Terrell, I am cold, okay? You guys, I'm so cold to the point where my African accent is starting to become more evident, okay? As the Nigerians say, I am cold, oh, okay? It is... Nine degrees in the city of Cincinnati, where we are currently recording from, and it is cold, and the heater is on my legs, but I'm still cold. So, if you hear some shutters in the middle, just bear with me. Yes, if you hear that, if there's a fan playing in the background, that's because of the heater. heater. And yes, it is pretty cold here in Cincinnati. I, I, I hear it is record low this year. At the time of this recording, it is... January of 2018, and it is like record low temperatures in the city of Cincinnati. Very cold. Miami sounds really good right now. It does. It sounds very nice right now. But, I, but you didn't. You, you didn't come here. I mean, we're not the uh, the people to here to tell you the weather. Yes. <laughs> That's not why you're tuning in. But it we is. just thought we'd share it with you. Yeah, you know. So you feel kind of close and personal with us. <laughs> For those of you that are on the south or in the south. I'm hating, but it's okay. Although I did see it snowed more in the south this. Yeah, because somebody did. You know, you know, I I grew up in Columbia, South Carolina, and somebody did send me a message and said, you know, man, it's so cold here. And I asked them how cold was it. They're like, you know, it's like 45 degrees. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> like really? Like it was I wish like, we could get that weather here. 45 degrees is like you walk around with a tank top in Cincinnati in Ohio. Yeah, I was like, really? It was like, uh, and the day they told me that, it was like negative 10 here, the day that they were telling me that. And I'm like, oh, really? Overrated. 45 degrees. Oh, okay. Man, stay warm out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For real. But yes, guys, so um, 60 Second Money here, we're going to jump right into it. Terrell? Yes, so one of the questions that had that has come up several times. And I thought it would be worth it for us to get on here and just share some perspective on... And you may hear one perspective from me and a completely different perspective from Lola. So it'll be a good topic. Um, (laughs) And the topic is finding your passion. It's not as corny as it sounds, guys, I promise. (laughs) There are a lot of people who I encounter and people who send me messages or send the T.L. Turner Group email box messages and they say, hey, we like what you guys are doing with your business, um, with accounting and finance, with, you know, the podcasts that you guys do and the blogs that you guys put out, um, your Instagram quotes. Um, you say, you know, you guys look like you're having fun doing what you, you're doing. And the question they lead into is, how do I find what I'm passionate about so that I can enjoy and really have fun doing what I do? And you know what? It really makes me think a lot of times is, you know, how should I even answer that question? Um, so I thought we'd just have a show and we talk about finding your passion. So when somebody asks you that question, Lola, like, what are some of the things that come to your mind? So I would definitely say a year ago, I probably would have answered this differently. Maybe not a year ago, maybe about a year and a half ago, because I remember, and I'm just going to give you guys some background, you know, be vulnerable here, expose my life, 
just so you know, expose my life. Nigerians use that when you just say, you know, get vulnerable. And what what do Americans say? Is it like tell transparent? Trans whatever. So I'm, just, I'm going to be transparent here. So a couple of years ago, when Terrell and I were dating, I um, traveled to Nairobi, Kenya. Shout out to my Kenyans out there. Um, and for those of you who do not know, I am half Kenyan. So I traveled to Kenya to spend some time with my family. I hadn't seen them in 13 plus years. And I was just completely taken away and just blown away by the amazing opportunities in Kenya. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's just so much opportunity to just grow in this country and the amazing things. I remember, I remember catching a cab with my cousin Juliet and being like, Juliet, there's so much opportunity here. You think we could create an app and we can do all these amazing amazing things in Kenya. And she's like, trust me, honey, people have already tried. But I came back with such a drive. I was so excited. And I made the decision that I was going to start a clothing line. And I was going to call it Lab. I don't remember what Lab stands for anymore. I think it's like Lola Aching's Boutique. Okay. I'm like, I was so excited about the idea. I drafted my my little pitch to Terrell. I'm like, you know what? This is how I'm going to do it. Because I found that the problem to the issue, or I guess the problem that I saw was that there was a scarcity of African print material quality clothes in Kenya. And with being half Nigerian, I said, you know, I have access to Nigeria. I can bring, I can have people sew it and sell it in Nigeria, uh, sell it in Kenya. And it was just such a great idea. And I was so excited. And I'm like, you guys, I found what I'm doing. I want to move back to Kenya and do this for two years, open up a shop. I was hyped, guys. I was so hyped. And then what happens? So I called Terrell, and I don't know where he was at the time. Were you in Brazil then? I don't remember where you were. I don't remember. No, I think he. I think you were in Brazil, but I don't recall. But anyway, so I called Terrell when I came back to the U.S. and I pitched this idea to him, and I'm like, "This is exciting! I will be able to run my business from here, from the U.S. I can go back and forth. I can open up a shop there. I mean, guys, I was uh, like, I had a plan and a half, okay? But to be honest." When we started having the conversation and he started asking me the tough questions, I flopped, okay? I flopped. He started asking me those tough questions like, what stops anybody from taking this idea and using it? What stops the employees that you hire from taking this and opening up, opening up an exact shop down the road from you? What is your, what is your, what is your niche? Like, what is unique about this business that you can offer that another business can't open up down the street today or tomorrow when you, from when you start your business and offer? And I say all that to say, guys, guys, that just because you are passionate about something does not mean that it's going to be easy. And if you are passionate about something and you're not willing to put in the work, chances are you're not going to succeed. In the case of this boutique that I had, the moment Terrell started asking me those tough questions, the quote unquote passion, keep in mind, I'd never wanted to actually do um, fashion design. Like my mom, she used to do that when she was younger, but I never had a desire. You know how you just feel like, well, you know, I'm a pretty good, I can dress pretty well. I could put, you know, a couple of outfits together. I have a pretty good sense, you know, sense of style and sense of fashion. I can open up a fashion boutique in Nigeria or in Kenya. It's easy, right? But I think in that moment, I confused 
what came easy with passion because I felt like because this is something that is easy for me to do and I have access to the connections, uh, connections being I was half Nigerian, so I could, you know, I could exit Nigeria easily. I had connection to, you know, people that I knew in Nigeria that I could easily connect with. I had access to the resources, the money to invest and do this work. I automatically assumed because this was something that was easy to me, that it was something that I was passionate about. And over time, I realized that that was a lie because when Terrell started asking me the tough questions, I did not even, probably like within a couple of days, that idea just vanished. It vanished. It wasn't anything I wanted to do anymore. At first, I was frustrated. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to move back to Nigeria. I'm going to move back to Kenya. I don't even need to be in this relationship. Um, Anybody got time for this? If you're not going to support me to live my dreams, we don't need to be together. And needless to say, I never pursued that business idea. So, <laughs> so the moral of the story is, I guess, the, I say all that to open up the discussion to say, I guess, I've already reached my conclusion. My opinion is, just because, and I've had, trust me, this is like one in several stories, guys. So, just because you something comes easy to you does not mean that it is your passion. Just because, and, and vice versa, right? Just because you're passionate about something does not mean it's going to come easy to you. So, Terrell, based on that story of just exposing myself and being completely transparent, would you like to say anything else to our audience today? Yes, I, I would <laughs> say, and, and let me make sure I clarify for the audience that I want them to feel like, hey, I'm a dream killer. Okay, when she came to me about this business idea, I said, you know what, it would be great. But one of the things that concerned me and of the questions that I asked um, was she was so excited about how easy it would be to do this business and how she could live in the U.S. and still run the business and the business would grow and be successful and and in my mind I'm thinking like "Mm, it can't be that easy because if it were that easy somebody else would have done it already yep and I'm like you know there has to be in order for anything to be successful in my mind the way I think is there has to be some level of consistent effort it's like you can't have a massively successful business and put in part-time effort unless you have a really solid foundation that you have developed and you can work your way into. Now, it doesn't require as much effort, but for her on the front end, she was just excited about how easy and how much time this would free up for her. And I'm like, mm, I think you're a little naive on this. So that's why I asked the tough question. But she made a really, really good point on something that I think about when people ask me about finding their passion. Because the challenge that I have when people ask me that question, I am not completely sure that they really understand what passion is. At times, I feel, just after asking questions and listening to what they have to say, what they are really looking for is not their passion or what they're passionate about. What they are looking for is what can I do or how do I find the easiest route for me to get the end result that I want, which in my opinion is not necessarily passion because 
when you're passionate about something, even if you don't succeed, you will still be working at it because your passion for whatever that is is what drives you, not the, I guess you would say, the end goal. Yes, yes. And I know, um, Terrell, just, I just want to highlight something that you said earlier. So one of the things Terrell said earlier that I thought was really good is he said that success isn't easier just because you're passionate about something. Um, if anything, the only thing that changes when you're passionate about something is just the drive and desire to wake up every morning and chase down what it is that you're passionate about. So really just realizing that when it comes to being passionate about something, and I think this is something for me I had to learn, and I'm learning it now even with our business, is the reality is just because you are passionate about something and just because something may come easy to you, like in our case, you know, our accounting and tax and finance um, background has made it easier for us to kind of understand how to run a business and understand the financials but there's still work that needs to be done to actually build our business and it's just realizing that that like Terrell said you might have a foundation a good foundation to start off of but to get to that next level and to achieve whatever it is you're trying to do it takes work nothing comes easy and I think a lot of times people including myself (laughs) think that just because you're passionate about something or you have an intense drive or enthusiasm about a specific topic or just a business idea that it's going to be something that is easy for you that it's going to be something that is a piece of cake and that is oftentimes what causes people to give up quickly because you spend two months doing this I mean we were listening to I was listening to Gary V um podcast over the weekend and you know there was a 23 year old uh girl on and this was a couple of months ago a 23 year old girl that had called in or he had called for the Q&A session of the podcast and one of the things that she said which you know people won't want to admit this but I can say it you know when you see people who are doing well and succeeding on social media you almost have the drive or the desire to be like you know what I can do this and I can achieve it in x amount of months and you just set this completely unrealistic goals not really respecting the process and not really understanding that just because I'm passionate at what I do or what I want or what I want to achieve does not mean that it's going to be something that happens overnight you have to have an understanding of the fact that it's going to take hard work and you have to be willing to put in that hard work and the passion is what keeps you waking up every single morning when I wake up in the morning I'm excited about our business I'm excited about what I'm going to do next And to be honest, Terrell can tell you, this was not how I was last year this time. I didn't even want to know about our business last time this year, last, uh, this, I guess a year ago. It wasn't even really something that I was interested in, to be honest. But you know what got me to the point of passion is just that excitement to know that we can help other people win with their businesses. And I think for me, that's what really changed it. And just understanding that what we're working towards is we're working towards financial freedom and we're working towards the ability and the flexibility to be able to, I guess, help other people win in their business and to overall improve the lives of those business owners. And that's really what wakes me up and keeps me going and drives me to continue to do what we do for our business. I mean, which I, I think are, are all really, really good points. Um, and, and to to add to that, I, I, I will say that 
finding your passion um, is not gonna be something that is simple or something that's easy. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, I mean, just imagine if your passion was a person. It's just like if if passion was a person and it spent the day with you and it looked at your habits, the things that you did when you wake up in the morning, things you did throughout the day and to the time you went to sleep. And let's say passion followed you around for a month. It's like, would passion see enough things in your day or in your month to say, hey, I want to stick around and... I want to spend more time with you. Oh, that's good, baby. Or would passion look at your life and say, mm, if I spent time with you, I'd probably go unfulfilled. Oh, that's good. So I think that you really have to, I mean, you really have to, to, to be honest with yourself because there are some things for, for me that I, I've, I've thought about doing or thought about, tried about trying to do. And I really wasn't that passionate about it. Like, I enjoy playing soccer or playing football. But the truth of the matter is I'm not very passionate about those things. Um, even when I think back to, you know, just my, my, my childhood is one of the things that have been very consistent is I've always been a, been passionate about or I've always been engaged in businesses. I mean, when I, I remember I started my first business when I was five um, <laughs> as a popsicle distributor. <laughs> you guys can read that story on the blog. I think it's called, what, Lessons from a Five-Year-Old? Uh, yeah, Lessons from a Five-Year-Old. I, I, uh, or even when I was in grade school, the food delivery business. I mean, I was in food delivery business before Uber even existed. Oh, look at that. We should have started Uber. (laughs) I was in a food delivery business before I had a driver's license. Um, Again, that's another one on the podcast. I mean, that's another one on the blog. You can go check it out. Um, I think that one was just released, right? Lunchtime? Yes, it Mm -hmm. is called Lunchtime on the blog. Definitely go check that one out. But um, I, I think, you know, to answer the question for people when they ask, you know, how do I find what I'm passionate about? And I, my, the concern that comes up many times with people is that one is people don't understand the difference between passion and the difference between just something that you really like. Um, I really like football and soccer. I'm not passionate about it, which is why I chose to focus on my business courses and academics when I went to college. Not saying that you have to do that, but that's just, that's how it worked out for me. And the second thing I think is some people, I think they underestimate the process that it may take you to actually finding out what you are passionate about. I mean, for some people, it's something that comes very quick and they realize it very early on. But for others, it takes a lot of work to really discover what you're passionate about. I mean, you may be one of those people that has to spend some time trying out a few things and really diving into it before you, you know, you realize what you're passionate about. And that's okay. That's okay. Because, I mean, and I would say, I mean, to that note of just trying different things for, 
when I was, you know, when I was younger, I mean, I, I, you know, at one point, I, I thought I wanted to be a professional soccer player. And I played soccer from the age of six all the way through high school. And eventually I realized, nah, I really don't want to do that. I mean, at one point in life, I, you know, I, I considered, hey, maybe I should be an inventor and, you know, a bad chemistry experiment <laughs> in my mother's kitchen, um, which bleached her curtains and ruined some dishes and had the entire house smelling like chlorine. That kind of let me know that maybe chemistry or, you know, maybe this this aspect of inventing is not for me. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, but, but I, I say that, you know, although it's funny and... You know, even when I talk to my parents now, they laugh about it now, too. Um, is 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 not being afraid to mess up because part of my concern when people ask me about how do I find what I'm passionate in, it's almost like there's just this sense of fear that if I don't find it today, then something bad's gonna happen. And I'm like, go try some things. Go put some solid effort in, work hard at it, and then see if you're, I mean, see if, do you really like it? Is it something you can see yourself continuing to do? And when I say go put some effort in, I don't mean like maybe just go do it for a day or or so is. Go put some serious effort in and... After putting some serious effort in, let's say, you know, you may have to do it for a couple weeks. You may have to do it for a couple months. And in some stuff, you may have to do it for a couple years. And after you've done it, come back and ask yourself, hey, am I still excited? You know, when you're, you know, nine months in, am I still as excited to get up and do this as I was when I first started? If your answer is a definite no, it could be a sign that, hey, maybe that's not what you're passionate about. Maybe you just liked it, but you're not really passionate about it. Yeah. And then another thing I guess I would say just to add to that is if it's some, I know some of you might be like, because when, when he said that, I guess a year ago, I probably would have been like, I don't have nine months to spend on my life doing something that may not be, I guess, what I should be doing for the rest of my life, or I guess even what I'm really passionate about. Um, but... One of the things that I would say is it's always better to know that you tried it than always wonder what if and end up with regrets down the line of, you know, maybe this is really what I should have been doing. But if you go through the process of just working at it, you can weed those out, I guess, weed those thoughts out to be like, oh, you know, like for me. I wanted to be a flight attendant when I was younger. First of all, I started out as a weather lady and then flight attendant, but I realized that's not really what I wanted to do. Do I have any regrets of not pursuing that? Hex no. Like, I mean, maybe a flight attendant I might consider down the, down the line just for fun, but really is just asking yourself is if I don't try this now, will I have any regrets down the line of, you know, maybe I could have done this just because, and I didn't want to, and I didn't do it or I didn't try it just because I wanted the easier way out. Yeah. So... And, and I would say the same for me. I mean, at, at one point, you know, I thought I wanted to become a professional singer and performer. So, oh <laughs> you know, what I did is I actually got a voice coach. And you did? Yeah, I actually got a voice coach. And How did that go? I work with that voice coach for... Was it Jeffrey? Um, yes. <laughs> yes. I work with my voice coach. And I mean, and not only did I work with my voice coach, I mean... 
my voice coach gave me some lessons to practice, some things to work on, and gave me some books to read or and some some videos to watch on different techniques uh, of singing. And after really diving in and, and, and doing the practices and waking up in the morning, um, practicing the, the, the vocal ranges in the car on the way to work and, and watching the video and reading the material, I really came to the conclusion like, you know, I'm not as interested to do this. This is not my calling. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> I was more in love with the idea of the end result than I was with actually going through the process. And And, and I think that for me, that's probably the biggest thing that I could tell people um, when they ask that question of how do I find what I'm passionate about is when you're willing to go through the process as if you would never succeed and still be excited to go through the process. Now, the truth of the matter is, is if you're going through the process and you're putting forth solid effort, eventually you will start to see results. But the question is, I think the question it comes down to is, if you don't see results in six months, you don't receive results in nine months, so you don't receive see results in a year, two years, three years, will you quit and give up? Mm-hmm. If you will quit and walk away from it, it may not be something that you're really passionate about. Yeah. So that is, I, I think at that point, I We've we've answered the question, and unless Alola has anything else to say, I do not have anything else, guys. As always, definitely check out our blog posts, um, tlturnergroup.com slash 60 Second Money. You can access all our blog posts there. If you have any questions for us, you can shoot us an email at contact at tlturnergroup.com um, for your question to be answered on our next podcast. So... Unless you have anything else, Mr. Turner, anything else on your end? I do not. We want to thank you again for joining us. Um, look out for further podcasts. Yes. Um, especially one that I'm really excited about is look out for the podcast we're releasing called The Challenge. And what that is is where we take a question or I guess you say a challenge from someone who has sent in a request. And these requests are often off the wall. Like the last request we got in was how do you teach the concept of debt using the example of pork chops? <laughs> so we call it pork debt and pork chops. Oh, Lord. So you definitely don't want to miss those podcast series, which is called The Challenge. So look out for more material coming out from the TL Turner Group. And it's always, we are the team that helps you win with money. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you guys for hearing, for listening, and we will catch you on the flip side. Have a great day. Stay warm. Stay cool wherever you are. All right. Hey, guys. Lola here. Thanks for checking out today's episode of the 60 Second Money podcast. If you'd like more of us, you can find us on Facebook at TL Turner Group. And you can also find us on Instagram at 60 Second Money. On Instagram, we share some quotes and um, different 
tips to help you throughout the week so you don't have to wait until the next episode to hear from us. And then also on Facebook, we share our blog posts and different funny stories to just help you win with your money. You can also check us out on our website at tlturnergroup.com. If you have any questions or you're interested in doing business with us, you can reach us at our email at contact at tlturnergroup.com. And you can also call us at 513-494-4970. Until next time, guys, have an awesome and productive day. Bye.